bingo halls of yesteryear to the bright lights of today's arenas you're listening to the bingo hall boys my name is jake and joining me is my co-host mitch mitch let me uh, minimize these notes so i can look in the eyes ask <laughs> you how you're doing buddy i'm doing you know what i'm doing good this sounds like a bad thing but it worked out in my favor after being the victim of um well actually only my second time i've been in a hit and run where the the fucker took off um the story behind this one is phenomenally stupid. I was turning left out of a parking lot and it's onto like this kind of, it's a road, but it's a road within like the building grounds. So it's not like a major street or anything. It'd be like a, road, like a like, service road. Yeah, exactly. Like on a yeah university campus or anything like that. Sure. And there's a car, like probably 70 meters in front of me. I just finished my left turn and I see them like on their brakes and starting to back up. And so I stopped I'm like, Oh shit, maybe there's construction or something. Because there's a hotel that recently got built near it and everything. So it's like, all right, this makes sense. I'll just wait and see if they keep back, if they flip around. Then they get a little closer. And I'm like, all right, maybe they're going to like stop and tell me that we got a backup because there's something always on. And then they get a little closer and they're moving pretty good. And I'm like, they, they, they know I'm here, right? So I start jamming on my horn and they just keep going and keep going and keep going and crumple into me a wee little bit there. And I don't know if they even realized they hit a car because at first they kind of drive up five feet and we're like, what was that? They look back and see me and I kind of have my hands up going, um, hi. And then they just take off. Jeez. I got the full plate number, but it I came was gonna say. bust. So it was either like swapped off another car that they had or something, which is a pretty common tactic around here to you know, register one vehicle and then just switch it so you're not paying for multiple plates. Um, Jeez. So I found out today the car is officially written off, which sounds like a bad thing, but I'm getting more than I paid. So joke's on hey, that. I'm making well, money. Yeah, that's good, man. Dude, I'm <laughs> so sorry. That's uh, having been in car accidents, that sucks. So this one was mild, thankfully. No, no. Injury. I was about to ask how you're feeling because yeah, no. even, even like a, a quote unquote soft collision, like, you still take a bump and we're not yeah. like teenagers made out of cartilage no know? no th this one was fine the time i got t-boned by the dude and he took off was kind of rough and the time i got rear-ended by the drunk on new year's eve was really rough that one sucked but this one was golden this is the best accident i've had in a while no injury no airbags <laughs> no nothing <laughs> what a wonderful only world. they were all this good <laughs> right and i'm getting a new car yeah that's good yeah i uh I'm, I'm glad you're doing okay that's uh that's always super scary stuff so other than that how's life you know what pretty good we're coming up to the big track meet in about a week and a half here i'm going to be watching revolution on, in the car in the back seat on the ride home so <laughs> off my phone with headphones on so that's going to be an experience and i genuinely feel bad for the three or other poor buggers driving with me we we completely filled the team bus to the point where we have one coach and the chaperones on the bus and the other four of us have to drive ourselves because we're out of seats, which is a really healthy sign. So it's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's, that's ultimately a that's good goal, thing, right? but it is a, it is a pain in the butt. You know what? We're getting home two hours earlier than the rest of those poor buggers. Right. Have to wait 45 <laughs> minutes for lunch. I'm golden. Yeah. And 
Oh, I know that life. Uh, and charter buses are not mm-hmm. the best. So, well, good, man. I'm glad uh, everything's coming up Millhouse for you. It is. It is. How are things with you? Doing good, man. Doing good. We're uh, inching closer and closer. I think we're now officially, what, three hours from now and the clock strikes midnight. We're one month away from little dude's due date. So I think uh, we've got one more week in the clear. And then anytime in the next yep. three weeks, it could be go time. Um, yeah. So it's really weird, man. Um, a lot of stuff doesn't feel real. So it's uh, it's definitely a whirlwind, but I can't stay on top of wrestling though. I know that I tried to watch like three different shows and I just couldn't get it done. I can only imagine what that's going to be like, you know, a month from now. Yeah, but... You're going to have to be really picky really soon. Uh, yeah i know well i'm already like that with movies like normally i try to watch a bunch of movies a month and i think what we're almost done with february and i barely hit 20 which is like not very many for me so i know dude i'm gonna have to pick my hobbies very wisely um what do you want to start with let's kick things off with the disappointing elephant in the room and let's start with wwe's premium live event elimination chamber Partially hosted by real sports journalist Ariel Helwani. Dude, the last I'm gonna mention it. <laughs> the whole Tony Khan Ariel Helwani thing is so funny to me because anyone who's quick to like get the back of Ariel, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. you're really showing your ass on that one. You don't really know much about him, do you, there, guys? <laughs> and I absolutely love when Tony Khan has gotten to. And just like starts fucking adding people on Twitter. It's the it's the best. It is. Petty Petty TK is is peak TK and is in his Twitter game. It's a show for sure. But the story of Elimination Chamber. Yeah, let's get let's get to the. It's not Ariel Harwani. <laughs> it was Roman versus Sammy. Um, did you get a chance to watch that match? Nope. I am not watching WWE um, until whatever night of WrestleMania goes Hollywood is the uh, Cody versus Roman match. I can't do it, dude. I sat through too much of that Royal Rumble pay-per-view or premium live event. And uh, I can't do this company, dude. I just can't do it. So walk walk me through it. So obviously the crowd was. I, well, I mean, I know the finish. I saw the yeah. clip. The, the yeah, I'm a I'm a clips guy right now as hot as with these companies. Um, the first, I'm gonna say probably two thirds if I'm going like time wise. The first two thirds of the match were were really really good. I was super invested. I was loving it. Lots of good false finishes. They really built Sammy up as a great underdog baby face. It was kicking off like it was firing on all cylinders. And then we got to the typical Roman slash Bullet Club interference bullshit and. It was two different matches, and all I could hear in my head was this line from when John Moxley did his first podcast with Chris Jericho, and he was talking about his return and how they screwed it up, and he goes like, and I just realized, like, mm-hmm. ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And watching the end of this match, that's exactly how I felt, because you had what I was prepared to call literally the best match they've done in 10 years, and it jumped off a cliff. No, and there's no way it was their best match in 10 years. We've had... The uh, first two-thirds were like... What was that NXT match? Um, 
Gargano and Andrade. So I'm not even like, thinking NXT in that. I'm thinking main roster. Oh, stuff only. let me. Oh, then yeah, main yeah. rosters. Main yeah. roster stuff. No, okay. the NXT is it's a whole different beast because that was like pre AEW for a while. Like that was its own half indie sure. thing. To like no, no NXT counted in there. Main roster. Really? So the first two thirds were that it good? Was, I loved them. Yeah, I was really. What was the What was the story of the match? Uh, basically it. Sammy was doing the Wheeler Yuta to John Moxley role, really, where it was like how so he was Sammy, hanging in there, like blow he was for blow, absolutely hanging in there, blow okay. for blow. Had some convincing false finishes. They, I usually hate spots when they go to like family members in the crowd, but I actually kind of dug the way they did this one. I mean, it's nothing okay. you've never seen before. It's like Roman beating him up in front of the wife and taunting her and the kids and everything. But Sammy's so damn good at what he does that it it worked really really well, and then. The interference happened. Then he lost in what ended up being kind of a, well, you saw the finish. Compared to the rest of the match, the finish was a dud. And the crowd was like, wait, he kicked out of a million things and this is it? Like, this is, now we're done? It was very anticlimactic. And it was just like, yeah. Um, And it it really did. That's not the reaction you really ever want. Um, And the rest of the show was absolute dog shit. I bet. It was awful. Um. Special highlight to Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley for having something that I think was worse than how most people view Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg that first time. I don't know. I I think Brock Lesnar matches rule even whenever they're just like constant botches. God, this one I is I so bad. I think they're an absolute dude. Brock is the dude. Brock he might be like my, my yeah. I I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Dude just shows up, doesn't give a shit, makes millions of dollars per appearance, yeah, and, and then just, like, jets. And he really jets. Like, I, I live in the province where he lives without doxing myself too much, because I don't know where he lives in the province. But I have a lot of pretty good hunting connections in the province through some friends. I don't know a single fucker who has found that guy in the wild. <laughs> and, like, they're in the community where they find him. Yeah. No one knows where he is, so... Hats off to Brock. You're you're doing the deed. I, I love how he respect. also has like the the Amish phone at the end of the driveway gimmick going. Yep. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that is um, Saskatchewan in a nutshell. We we yeah. have a very big Hutterite community. It is. <laughs> I um. So yeah, as someone who again with WWE, I am. If I hear a promo's really good, I'll watch the clip. If I hear a match is really good, I'll watch the clips that were really good, but I can't sit through an entire match. And what, this this match went like half an hour, didn't it? Probably, yeah. I, I didn't time it, but it had to have been close to that. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Anyway, personal biases aside, um, whenever I watched the end of this match, and like you said, the crowd just mm-hmm. died. Like, it, there wasn't any booing, it was just like, no, man... It's the thing you don't want is no reaction. Yeah, and my thought was, guys, uh, this is what you get. Like, this is what you get for sticking with this company that quote unquote tells stories. Cody's going to win this match at WrestleMania because he's contractually obligated to win the world title. That's the story. It's like <laughs> the story is Cody Rhodes has fucked up yet another guy's push. That's yeah, like Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes married Malachi Black. Cody Rhodes did the flaming table spot. Cody Rhodes 
We haven't even seen Anthony and Gogo in like a year, Cody. Fuck, <laughs> well, to be fair, he wasn't ready even oh, at that God, time. No, that garbage, was, but <laughs> just, um, more things the, I can pin on Cody the funnier. So right. Well, we we'll have the time. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Um, I am really interested to see because we know that it's like um, whenever we look at the the just the core demographic and the core fan base of WWE. These are people who will never leave. This is like everyone who wanted something. Yeah. Anyone who wanted something different is gone. They left ages ago. Right. And I'm really interested to see, like, we've been talking about it for weeks. Mm -hmm. Are they going to, you know, try to shoehorn Sammy in? Because there's this weird little kickout thing Mm -hmm. at the end of the match. They could, could, if they wanted to, they left themselves a trail to get to a three-way match at WrestleMania. Oh, they definitely did. Sammy had but, a pin where they didn't like the ref wasn't there too, and they did the count to a billion spot, which is fine. But again, the end of that match isn't Sammy winning. Like anyone, anyone who talked themselves into Sammy's name winning, even if he did win, he would like immediately drop mm-hmm. that title on like Raw or mm-hmm. SmackDown. Like this dude is so outspoken against the crimes that are going on in Saudi Arabia that there's zero chance. I'm shocked he's still with the company. Like honestly. Me too. With how outspoken mm-hmm. he's been about it, there was zero chance he's going to be a long-term champion. So, honestly, I think their fans are just going to move on. We can we can worry about that another time. My overall point being, I don't think they had an end in mind for Roman Reigns. I think they were just flying by the seat yep. of their pants because it's like, um, unless you could do Sammy now besides all the political reasons we just mentioned um you could do who's the new kid that they put in their group oh uh like sifafatu like the yeah like, what's yeah, his yeah. name though solo sokoa now yes sokoa you could do him but it's it's way too soon like maybe in mm-hmm. another year but it's like Roman Reigns has already beaten your entire roster. You're not making new stars. Your entire fan base is indifferent on Roman Reigns. And Sami Zayn coming in and inject injecting some fun into this like quote unquote amazing story. They should be throwing him a parade. He should be getting a raise. He should get whatever he wants. Um I just I don't I don't feel bad for WWE fans who are just like deflated by this i'm like sorry guys you're getting roman's gonna get his dick kicked in by cody um even if he doesn't get you know the big wrestlemania win he's gonna win it wrestlemania backlash or whatever it is like cody is getting the win over roman or they just introduce a new title cody gets it and then roman keeps on beating the same five people like i honestly i hate being like this but who could fucking care maybe cody can do a, a stipulation where if he doesn't win the world title he can never challenge for it again <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> comes uh, out and wins their shitty united states title which by the way i hate that i i every time i see the, the new united states title i'm reminded of how badly that rebranding is like that 
that it's, United it's States on par title, with the New Japan Strong titles, which oh, look wow. like the up, up, down, down title, and that's oh. not a good thing. Oh yeah, the new <laughs> the TV title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty rough. But yeah. we'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, dude, it, that whenever they reintroduced it was that early aughts, like two thousand two ish, with Benoit. Like, dude, or was it Eddie? Who who was the first one? Anyway. That title's sick. It's like one of my favorite titles ever. And then now every time I watch it, I'm just like, like you said, these guys ruin everything. (laughs) All right, moving on. We had New Japan Pro Wrestling, Valley of the Beatles, and Battle in the Valley. Did you get a chance to watch any of that? I did. How much did you watch? I did. What do you want to talk about? I got the whole show under my belt, baby. Oh, all right. I know. Daddy's coming through. Oh, the three, I got to do it while I can. The three cliffs I had was. Was Motor City Machine Guns West Coast Wrecking Crew a little underwhelming to you, too? Yes. I, I, I expected that one to be a show stealer. And I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It just it existed and didn't do anything for me. And I really didn't expect that. It looks better on paper. Um. I'll say this about the entire show, just like big picture thought. I thought it was an incredibly mediocre show. And honestly, if I am thinking about going to see new Japan in person, um, I might think twice about it now, like in the States, like if every U S show is like this, um, I mean, spoilers, I didn't go for on any match on this show. Admittedly, no, I, that's haven't not watched, I haven't watched Okada Tanahashi. The the main event was really good. Can I tell you about the post-match angle? Mm-hmm. So post-match, Okada beats Tanahashi. And eventually, Mercedes Monet comes out and stands with Okada. But yes. before we get there, Okada says, Tanahashi, man, we showed them what New Japan is about going out there and, and competing with the highest caliber people, which is also throwing a fucking pot shot at Kiyomiya, which we can talk about next week. Um, but anyway, Okada says, why don't we get the legendary tag team together? Okada, Tanahashi, going for the New Japan tag team titles. I was like, yes! If my Okada gets double belted, let's <laughs> go! Let's go! Goto and Yoshihashi don't stand a chance, brother. Um, I, I doubt that's going to happen, but uh, that that was pretty cool. Um, I know last week you said you were down on Okada Tanahashi, but like, dude, I could watch, I could watch these guys go. It's like every time they face off against each other, they do callbacks to the callbacks to the callbacks, which are now callbacks to three other callbacks, and I love it. I could eat that shit up. Um, that, that's really my only thought on the card was that, you know, their match was really good. Um, what other matches do you want to talk about? Um, my only note on Clark Connors, Zack Sabre Jr. was that even though, I mean, it was a short match. It's a TV, like TV title match. They're short by design. It did feel like less of a typical Zack Sabre Jr. match to me than most, yeah. which is yeah. something to note because that's as much as I love the guy that's historically been a problem where. If you wrestle it's a CSJ knock. match, that's the match you're wrestling, and this this one wasn't yeah, amazing, um, but it felt different, and I was okay with so it. So, like, 
right. Like if you get Zack Sabre Jr. versus, I, I don't know, Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. you're going to be getting a Sabre match more than an Omega match. Exactly. Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's been my knock on him for, <laughs> I don't know, almost a decade now, dude. Like it's, uh, he's grown. And honestly, this version of Zack Sabre kicks ass, Ooh. dude. This like frat boy leader mm-hmm. of TMDK, I the which I, <laughs> I love T yeah. Yeah. He's got, it's like, uh, Oh shit. What's the band? Uh, why am I blanking London calling? Um, what the fuck? The clash. Fuck me. Yeah, it's very Clash-like. Um, I've been a big fan of TMDK since they're like Noah days. Some of like the only wrestling shirts I still have, they are TMDK <laughs> shirts. Like, oh my God. The coolest faction name ever. So this new reimagined Zack Sabre as the leader, I I think it rips. It's and awesome. I my expectations for this match were really high because Sabre's defenses have been really good. Didn't live up to it. I think this no, is probably no. um, my least favorite out of Sabre's defenses. Uh, like I said last week, all these matches are free on YouTube. Go watch them. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I thought it was good. I'm interested to see where Clark Connors is five years from now. Me too. I think he could be like the Gaijin. And it, it's not that far of a stretch. No, no. Well, spoiler alert, they're down one. Um, <laughs> well, let's get into it. Switchblade lost. How weird is this angle where first Jay Lethal le- loses to Hikaleu, is gone from Japan. Then he comes over here and just loses a match to Eddie Kingston and is now done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I've those got, are the guys that you're putting over. I've got. Now there's the Finley theory, thing. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But like, it just feels weird, dude. Like, oh, the people he put over was were weird choices. Absolutely. Yeah. Like really, it's weird. like, yeah, it's fire pro shit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see like what happens next. Wouldn't shock me if he's WWE bound. I mean, there's only um, two options, right? Yeah. I'm fucking going to Impact. It's, it's Impact and MLW. Exactly, right? So, you know, Corp Bauer's got a pretty good relationship with everybody. <laughs> so I don't know why they would do the stipulation for him. He's got a brand new uh, TV deal. Yeah. But no, like he's got two options, AEW and WWE. And in each case, I have a hunch for like the AEW if he goes there. The angle that I heard pitched that was cool was that after he loses his loser leaves Japan thing, he makes his debut and ends up leading the AEW charge into Forbidden Door against New Japan because now he's got a chip on his shoulder, which I kind of dug. But the thing I think makes way more sense is that he's going to WWE because why would you need to be out of New Japan forever if you're going to AEW? And my hunch is the reason they did the extra match for him to lose to Eddie Kingston was to kind of get back one for FTR eating a pin to uh, to Dragon Lee right before Dragon Lee went to NXT. Like, just, hey, one of our guys got pinned by somebody heading there. Now um, one of your guys heading there gets to get pinned by one of ours. I mean, Tony Khan is publicly that petty. So oh, absolutely. 
It wouldn't that shock me. Would not shock me one bit, and that's that's really the only rational explanation I can have for why they ran that the way they did. Outside of you know, I mean, I enjoyed Eddie and Jay. I thought it was a good match, so that was fun. But I'm gonna say this. If he's going to WWE and this is how he ended his New Japan run, I don't really respect the guy. He dogged it. Dogged it for the last several months. Like, fucking bare minimum Jay White goes out in the main event against Okada and has a fine little match. And then kind of just doesn't really do anything. I thought his match with Eddie Kingston was like, fine. Some people love the Hikaleu match. I thought it was fine. Like it, 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 I'm not a Hikaleu guy to begin with, so there was no way I was liking that, that yeah. match. But I really, I really dug Jay and Eddie. I got into that one quite a bit. Well, I think that was more because of Eddie. Am I right? It was partially because I had no idea who the fuck was going to win. Because Eddie's <laughs> doing all this DDT Noah stuff. I was like, well, it makes sense for him to do, lose too, right? Like The stiff actually it, worked for both people, so it really helped me buy into it. It is so funny to me that Eddie Kingston's doing Noah shtick in New Japan mm-hmm. whenever he could just go do it in Noah. <laughs> and he is now. He's, I know. he's teaming with them after. It's like I, uh, Eddie's living his life now. I know. But my point is, Jay White has been, uh, I don't want to say a lazy piece of shit, but he's <laughs> he's been dogging it for a long time. And I haven't been impressed with him in a minute. And then he goes to WWE, and I'm like, okay, cool. Enjoy your retirement, dude. Like, I'm just never going to see you again. I mean, Could you that, imagine? Do what? That is what it would be for him. You know, married, yeah. having a kid. It's... Could you imagine Jay White WWE promos? I think he'll actually be really successful there. <sighs> I mean, in as much as anyone is successful there, it's not like he's going to be like, selling souvenir cups and shit. I don't know, little souvenir foam switchblades in the crowd. There's zero chance they do switchblade shit <laughs> for their little PG show. There's no way. Um, little bread knives? I don't know. <laughs> the thing that makes the most sense to me is that he does do the AEW thing like you were talking about. He's a, a very credible heel. You could even give him his own little faction. Um, he could have a tertiary feud. I don't so is David Finley going to be leading the Bullet Club? That was weird. I would have liked some more certainty on like David Finley becoming the brand new like top bad guy. Um, that that kind of needed a little bit more uh, airing out for me, especially since they're like basically a house tour promotion at this point. Like it's not like we're going to get we got to keep keep tuned in to new japan strong this weekend to figure out um so bring all this home i promise all of that makes a ton of sense for him to go to aew he can have another match against eddie kingston um i i just i don't know i don't really care about jay white and i could give a shit where he goes One way or another, it will. It won't be long. I mean, we're gonna find out real we'll soon know. where he's going. Well, what Forbidden Doors in June? I would be shocked if we wait that long. Oh, there's no way we'd wait that long. 
I still wouldn't be right. surprised if he's AEW. I still wouldn't be surprised if he's Adam Cole's opponent. What was the date on that? March something. They didn't actually. They just said in March. They didn't give a date. So it's it's after a revolution. I would assume so. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have said next week. So uh, you can have him come out at Revolution. You could too. Uh, yeah. Do do that that whole like free agent signing thing. I don't know. I'm ready to move on from talking about Jay White. All right. Well, the only other match on the show that had any publicity was Mercedes and Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship. Which, to the surprise of nobody, Mercedes won, of course, and has now been called out by Azumi. So that will be likely one of the next defenses for her. And I think there was another one too, but I forget. I forget who it is that that's set for another defense. But I mean, no she was talking shit there. about like six different people. Oh yeah. Um, um, I don't sorry. have a date for the next one either yet, but. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what the schedule is because they're paying her a lot of money. Oh, definitely. And I don't know, I don't know how much they drew off of this one show. I mean, I don't know how much tickets were, but it def like once she was announced, it they sold out. What was left was sold out, but it's not like there was nothing sold to begin with. It was well, and San Jose has been a traditionally really yeah. good market for them. So, yeah, so it definitely, she definitely drew, but. We don't know how much. So to what extent? Building. Yeah. So it's we're gonna find out over the next few what what that really turns into. I mean, we'll talk more about the match later, but I I still don't have a feel on it as far as what her run's gonna look like. I think it's gonna be a lengthy one. I think she's gonna be going through everybody. I, I think um, I think she's in it for the long haul. I don't I don't buy this three four match back to WWE stuff. I think she's there for a long term. I mean, it's going to be three or four matches if she only wrestles like once a quarter. Fair. Yes, fair. But if she's doing, I mean, if New Japan's going to be running potentially monthly shows Mm -hmm. and she's going over to Japan and defending in big stardom shows, um, who knows? Yeah. It could be her year. Anything else you want to touch on from New Japan? I know we'll get to that match later on anyways. So Yeah, the one thing I super want to talk about. Um, New Japan Cup starts, uh, I think that's the fifth. So I think it's the same day as like Revolution. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, like um, 12 hours. So time, yeah, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a really good cup. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for New Japan for the first time in forever, even though I have no idea where they're going with anything besides, you know, Osprey. Tournaments are fun. That's, yeah, tournaments that's the real are the story. Best. <laughs> Wrestling tournaments are rad. And unlike the G1, you know, this is single elimination. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's good. Giant field. Get to see some people you haven't seen in a minute. Um, so yeah, well, uh, we can talk more about potential matchups as we get closer, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the cup. All right. Well, then let's move on to rumors and rumbles. What's going on in the world of pro wrestling? What rumors and speculation are flying around and what do we think's happening? I guess the first, I don't want to call this a big one because it's not even a rumor. It's a non-rumor that got started out of nowhere, but the big non-rumor making the rounds Kenny Omega it's Goldberg. Oh. Yes, it's Oldberg. Um, you know, there after Meltzer said some kind of offhanded comment in the Observer newsletter about WWE being interested in someone bigger than Jay White, 
Um, everyone assumed it was Kenny, and things have taken off with Kenny Omega being gone to WWE, the Elite are all gone, Hangman's leaving, AEW's dead, and... Um, what? It really is. It reminded me, like, so Dave Meltzer is like, uh, stay with me for this analogy. Dave Meltzer's showing off his new car, and he, like, leaves it running, and he's like, oh, check out how cool this is. Now... This isn't actually my coolest car. And then someone gets in the fucking car and goes, Kenny Omega's going to WWE and floors it and drives <laughs> off with it. And Dave's kind of looking around like, wait, what? I didn't say that at all. And then everyone's like, holy shit. Kenny Omega's going to WWE. <laughs> They're not. Dave hasn't come in and denied it. It's happening. Yeah, like, man. Dave Meltzer is such an interesting person like that he's like the reporter it's like him Mike Johnson and like very few others and like, he's so active in the in the mentions he won't deny it because he's just like well no one said no it's like Dave so yeah it's uh what what are your thoughts on this? Because I know you wanted to talk about it. You're the one that, so, that brought it up. I, I don't think Kenny's going. I don't think, like, I'm pretty sure he's already signed an extension and they just haven't announced it or else they're literally just working out the digits on it while they add some injury time, whatever the case may be. Because his was originally due to expire at the end of January this year, but obviously being out for so long, that may have, have altered it. Or, you know, we don't well, always find out when people resign things. I don't necessarily buy the injury time thing because he also does backstage stuff mm. and did a bunch of backstage stuff for a long time before he actually came back yeah. in ring. So whatever the case, I don't think he's going anywhere. The only thing that was interesting to me was if he did go, he always struck me as one that would like, there's always been a little part of him that jokes about wanting to just be able to shut his brain off and kind of go on cruise control. It's when he really tries, he he can't half-ass it. it, and it's like, I mean, you get Omega Osprey when, when he goes all in, and you get some of the best matches you'll ever see. But like, that's that's fucking exhausting. Like that takes a lot out of you. So there's there's an element mm -hmm. to that where someday when the time is right, I could definitely see it to round out his career where he just gets kind of coast into retirement, have a little fun, do some sillier stuff without thinking too much, without putting his body through too much, and getting a big fat paycheck for it so i don't think the time is now but i do think the time will eventually come but why would he need to go to wwe to do that he wouldn't need to but at a certain point when you've done it all what that point it might i mean be, he can he can definitely do the nakamura thing uh, uh it just it would be a bummer for us because it just yeah. means he's no longer putting on bangers again could you imagine Kenny Omega doing a WWE promo? It'd be brutal, man. It'd be brutal. Um, yeah, I think that's like darkest timeline shit. Like we've talked about it before regarding like brawl out and stuff, but the elite, not in all elite wrestling, would feel so bizarre. I mean, there have then, been some hints that there are things Kenny hasn't been thrilled about with the way the run's gone. So I expect there were some fences to mend before resigning and some. Well, no one's a hundred percent happy, especially in pro wrestling. Are you <laughs> kidding me? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I expect people to jump back and forth all the time. Like that That's what makes this stuff fun. That's why we are talking about it. But the Elite going to WWE would be such a bummer. Just be such a bummer. Just because I wouldn't be able to watch them anymore. It just means that, you know, they're they're retired. So fingers crossed that doesn't happen because. Um, but I don't know, because it is interesting timing, because it looks like they're about to drop these trios titles. Almost certainly. So who knows? Nothing, nothing. So what else you want to jump into? We, we never thought Cody was leaving. And then one day we woke up and he was gone. So anything, anything can happen. I shouldn't say never. Um. That's that's the only big rumor I really have going on this week. It's been a quiet week on my end for hearing whispers in the wind. I heard a lot of Goldberg stuff, which really freaked me out. Like, really freaked me <laughs> out. Whenever I put my ear down to the ground and I hear, no. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. But, like, a lot of people were talking about, like, he is a free agent. He is not signed with WWE. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and people were like, well, hey, remember Tony Khan did want to bring in Goldberg and it freaked out WWE and they offered him a bunch of money. I'm just like, dude. So, yeah, that's uh, I, I don't even say like put a pin in it. That's just, again, more reckless speculation. I'm stealing Meltzer's car over here and running <laughs> with it. But but yeah, I I don't really have anything for this week. It's been it's been pretty chill. It's been pretty chill. This segment's going to get a lot more popular in other weeks. I know that for sure. Yeah, we might have an entire show just about this, like this segment. Especially the closer we get to WrestleMania season, when actual oh, yeah. debuts are going to happen, there's going to be there's going to be some news flying around for sure. All right, well, that about does it for rumors and rumbles this week. What was your match of the week? um let's get into it dude so uh my match of the week i wasn't able to watch last week again pre-dad stuff it's 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 getting hard um my match of the week was from technically not this week but we're just gonna go with it (laughs) i had kazuchika okada versus shingo takagi at new japan world new beginning in osaka uh, I hyped this up to you. I was like, Mitch, you got to watch this. It's my second favorite match of the year, and it's not close. I absolutely love this match. Um, Shingo, sorry, Shakingo, as some <laughs> might call him. Um, Shingo and Okada are two of my favorite wrestlers um, to ever come out of Japan. And they tear down the house every single time they face off. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love this match. So hard hitting the counters into counters, uh, Okada kicking out of like made in Japan. Like, dude, th- it was, it was so good. My favorite thing. I'm just, I want to rant about this. Like the finisher. Okada's done this thing with the rainmaker where he just makes it look so fucking brutal when it, so rainmaker, you get wrist control, you grab um, with your right arm, the person's left wrist right around their stomach, rip cord them around, bam, giant lariat. Um, Right. When he is going back to hit that lariat, he like puts all his weight on one foot and just swings it is the coolest looking finisher 
I absolutely love it. And um, yeah, the finish to this match was so good. I um, I can get pretty bummed out with Okada matches because like the first like 20 minutes can kind of be filler. Like we're kind of like pacing ourselves and moving along. I loved every bit of it was so good. Like I, anytime the, so this is how Jake watches new Japan. Anytime someone is brawling outside the ring, I fast forward. I don't have time <laughs> for this shit. Get like bad luck. Follies ruined it for me. I'm, I'm just conditioned to always just move forward, put my head down, scrub along. Um, not very much of that in this match. It's uh, it's so good. You get, you've got to watch it. Definitely check it out when when time allows, which might actually be in the next few days. I think I should have some time to to go give that one a, a look. What's your match of the week? Well, I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anybody. Um, I went with Mercedes and Kyrie from Ballad of the Ballad of the Gullies. Um, I haven't seen Okada Takagi yet. I, I did think Mercedes and Kyrie was the best match on the show I saw. Again, I didn't watch Okada Tanahashi, so I can't uh, I can't say it was better or worse than that because I haven't seen the bloody thing. But I I really loved this match. I was super nervous. I think if we look back, I was the one who voted that she wasn't gonna gonna deliver on the hype, um, <laughs> and that was not a knock on my fan like me not liking her. It's it's hard after a year. Like any sport, coming back after a year is fucking hard. So. It was like, that was entirely what I was thinking of. And you mentioned the idea that they may have had some chances to practice this match. There were some pretty clear spots in this match where I definitely got that yeah. vibe that they have uh, ran this one few ran this one over a few times in the back before we came out and did it. So, um, But I, I loved it. I know it's not going to be for everybody, but I had a hell of a time watching it. So I dug the Hannah Kimura gear and that... Uh, I mean, that was a nice match. Sasha, so it's not like it came out of nowhere. Was just trying to like piggyback off for like that was someone Hannah liked, so it made a lot of sense. And yeah, I got I have no real complaints with it. it. I liked it more than basically anything I've watched her do in WWE. So, um, that's their style too. So, really quick, I don't want to just like tear it down, um, but. I thought Sasha was really brutal here. Um, there were some several moments where she just looked slow. Um, my biggest critique in women's wrestling is if you're if you look like you're going to be hitting someone, you need to like either lay it in or make it look pretty snug. A lot of her like punches and elbows, even like power bombs and like you know power moves like they just look soft. It's largely my biggest complaint with like Riho where it's just, I didn't, I don't really believe a lot of Riho's offense just because she's so small. And unless she does something absolutely insane, I can't get excited for it. That's how I felt that through this entire match, I I thought Kyrie saying carried her. Um, Now she's not bad. Like, listeners can hear me talk about the women's division in AEW every week. And I would kind of say the same thing about her that I, or about Monet Mercedes Monet that I would 
I don't know. Um, who's like the most mid women's wrestler in AEW? Uh, Red Velvet. Uh, yeah, I think she's better than Red Velvet, but it's around the same thing where I'm just like, she, she, it doesn't seem like she's finished, which is weird for someone who's been around as long as Sasha or Mercedes Monet. I apologize. I just, she didn't look like a finished product, which really kind of kills, you know, the hype of like, oh, snap, look at this huge free agent acquisition. Um, I don't know. I, I, she didn't really do anything for me. And I think moving forward, there's plenty of women that she can face in stardom that will make her look even better. But dude, she's, she's got a lot of work to do if, if, you know, both of us are going to get on this pod and just be like, she's a contender for wrestler of the year because her matches are so good. I couldn't even go four stars with a match. We totally flip-flopped off our predictions. I know. Came in thinking I know. Was deliver and you came out all bummed out. And I was like, maybe that's part of it. Maybe we need, maybe our expectations <laughs> played a role in our, our respective enjoyments of this. You expected a lot and didn't Definitely. get it. I expected nothing. and was Definitely. like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think you've got something there. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to get to before we scoot into dynamite? Um, I guess the only other thing I really want to touch on. Uh, let's launch quickly into our brand new segment: high spots and hot takes. Um, I don't have let's too do many it. hot takes this week, but um, and this one may not be a hot take, but. Emmy versus Billy on Dark fucked hard. That match was killer. Yeah, I thought it was really good. The apron bump that Billy took was really gnarly. If she's basically just going to be the female Joey Janela, that's cool. I need it. There's definitely a spot for that in the women's division. Again, she's like 18, so she's got so much time. time. Even if you fast forward, (laughs) what was the thing? Um, Oh, Tyler Bate. Someone asked him in an interview, where do you see yourself a decade from now? And Tyler Bate's like, still in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing with Billy yep. Starks, where it's just like, I don't know, dude, like she's got a, a, so much room to grow. Like, I doubt she's going to have a world title run by the time she's 25 even. So I don't know, maybe a decade from now, she'll be the best women's wrestler in the world. Who knows? But for now, she she had a really solid match on Dark, so I, I dug it. I echo that sentiment. So it's not a hot take, All categorically. Right. Not a hot take. Come on, you got to have a hotter take than that. Then you enjoy you enjoyed a women's match on Dark. <laughs> it's that also is not... high spots. <laughs> okay, all right. High spots yes. and hot takes. Um, <laughs> I. My actual hot take is that I think until Brawlo was solved and Kenny came back, there was a very real chance just Kenny was leaving for WWE. Interesting. I think Kenny is one of those guys that would probably just disappear. It's just Kenny Omega and WWE seems so weird to me. But I said the same thing about Nakamura and AJ Styles, yet here we are. Um, let me see. What's my wrestling hot take? Um, hmm. 
Yeah, I guess I don't really have one either. So I guess we can talk about the high spot of the week, which was... Uh... Damn, I might have to clip, cut this. I didn't have anything prepared for the segment. I had it as a hypothetical segment, so fuck me. No, I'm not going to edit it out. I'm not a coward. Y'all have to listen to this shit, so it's staying. Jump into dynamite. <laughs> Let's do it. Take right. it from here. <laughs> All right. Uh, we start off the show with the All Atlantic Championship match. Orange Cassidy defends against Wheeler Yuta. I mean, dude, if it wasn't for Okada and uh, Shikingo, dude, again, you've got to watch that Shingo Takagi oh, match. I will, yeah. If it wasn't for that match, this was probably going to be my match of the week. Um, I absolutely love this. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. Okay, here's my potential hot take. Tell me if this counts as a uh, a hot take. Wheeler Yuta is the best technical wrestler right now. 2023 Wheeler is that dude, the best technical wrestler. Over over Saber, I don't think Danielson necessarily falls in that. I mean, he I probably will know. with this Iron Man match. I I think it's a hot take, but I'm also struggling to put somebody over top of it. So it'd be Zach. Like Zach's the only other person I can think of. Who's like right there. And I love Daniel Garcia, but he's doing too much of the entertainment mm-hmm. stuff right now. Yeah, it's just not not where he's at at the moment. Or, okay, hot take. This is Orange Cassidy's best match since Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Hot take or not? No, I think that was his best match since then. All right. I'll yeah. stick to my you to take. That's my hot take. Um, I loved this match. I don't know about you. It was fantastic. Yeah. These guys have awesome chemistry and post-match Wheeler refuses to shake the hand after Claudio basically like dog calls him. He's like, all right, come on, come on. Don't shake his hand. We're going to get more between these guys. We're probably going to get like a best friend versus Blackpool combat Mm -hmm. club feud, which would rip. Oh, it'd be so good. Uh, but yeah, this match is awesome. If if you just jump on to Dynamite for this week and only watch one thing, I would say that this is the one thing you need to see. Uh, well, it'd be the one match you need to see. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Ricky Starks coming down to the ring. Uh, does an open challenge. Jericho answers. And uh, let's see. Oh, how could I forget? Jericho says, no, you're not going to face me. And then Pete, Peter Avalon comes running out to go sign the contract. <laughs> and then he eats a Judas effect and Jericho's <laughs> like, do you see what happens? See what happens, Ricky? See what happens? He's like, anyone's going to come out here. Uh, and so eventually, you know, Ricky Starks goads him and he's like, well, you can't beat me by myself. And he's like, I'll write here on the contract that JAS won't be out there with me. And he signs it, and uh, Ricky Stark smiles into the camera because he got exactly what he wanted. Mitch, I thought this sucked because it's the exact same story that we're doing with MJF and Brian Danielson to the extent of MJF is doing his heel shit and the good guy outsmarts him. 
we talk enough about the gauntlet stuff, but this is like, this is the one thing where it's just like, come on. I get why you're doing this. It worked for Ricky. It made Ricky, oh, Ricky God, look yeah. great. Um, but that's my one critique of the thing is that we're already kind of doing the same storyline. Chris has actually done this. Like I'm getting swindled by my own. I know stuff too. Like it, we got to go way back for the time I'm thinking of, but he did it all the way back with Scorpio Sky for a world yep. title shot. Yep. It's like, you don't want me to put the title on the line. You don't want to put the title on the line. Fine, put the title on the line. And he shakes his hand and like pulls him in and stares him in the eye. And man, I miss Scorpio Sky. Where are you? I do. I think Scorpio Sky would be perfect for Ring of Honor. He would be. I hope he's back for it. I miss him. I know. Well, he's also in his 40s, so it's like, I don't know how Thing, much longer he's got that much before. left. Like, he's getting near the end of the Actually, run. you know what? He could pull a Kazarian and uh, go to Impact. Scorpio Sky beating Josh Alexander for the Impact title I, wouldn't be the worst I'd, thing. I mean, if Scorpio Sky went to Impact, I'd, I mean, I've already been debating with, with Mike Bailey there, but you can catch Bailey enough on the indies that I'm like, you know what, I can survive. <laughs> right. Like, it's same, honestly, same with Chris Bay and Ace Austin for that matter. They all do enough indie appearances. There's just nobody in Impact yeah. that I'm like missing that I need to go to Impact for. But if it was Scorpio, I'd, I'd start tuning back in for sure. Next up, we've got the acclaimed versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Mitch, what'd you think of the match? Served its purpose. Um, not test is looking great, killer shape. Um, the rap cracked me up with the soft line that killed me. Uh, it was good, but the the match was fine. It did what it needed to do. Didn't expect anything more or less from it. So, yeah, I, I don't really have anything yeah. much to say about the match itself. But dude, the acclaimed are so over. This Phoenix crowd was so hot. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it came through on your feed too. Absolutely, yeah. Dude, this Phoenix crowd ate it up. This was the first time in Phoenix, I believe. If not, if not, this crowd ruled. (laughs) If I'm Tony Khan, I would run Phoenix more often because this this show was rad. Um, The crowd popped for the acclaimed. Some people get like a little little reaction people like oh listen to how over they are. I'm like, no, the acclaimed are over. They're like the top merch sellers, Mm -hmm. like they're over gotta put the titles back on them almost immediately i don't know where you go with them after this unless you're going to do a trios run which you could but they just feel so hot right now and if we're going to keep doing like you know wwe storylines with the tag titles instead of actually like looking at like really good matches um, I'm really worried that we can we can head down kind of a, a stalling path where, yeah, the guns are obviously transitional champions, but there's there's a version of this where Tony Khan keeps it on them for far too long. And dude, what we're a week into it, two weeks into it, and I'm so over it. I'm ready for them to lose. Like I just, it's kind of go away heat for me right now with the way that they won the titles. Like the match being not great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And I've been prepping people for years about the gun club. I'm just like, get ready, guys. It's going to happen. And now that it's here, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Um, I thought everyone in this match looked great. Uh, Lee Moriarty definitely 
definitely needs to be a major player in Ring of Honor. And uh, when they get them titles back on the acclaimed. Um, anything else before we move on? Nope. Well, I'm going to give you the floor because Soraya faced Sky Blue. And I'm the old adage is you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mitch, tell us about this match. Quick, and I think that was was a good thing. The one thing that we noted, like this is I think this is match number three now for Soraya since since officially coming back like three and a half months ago. And the docs originally kind of clear saying, yeah, let's start with a match a month and build from there. If you're going to keep building her up and try and get the rust off and then help her actually improve in the ring, you got to get her in more than once a month. So if you got to do quick five-minute matches to make that happen, that's that's the way to do it. Um, clearly, we're going more than one a month at this point because, as we find out later, she's booked into the, the triple threat at Revolution. Um, Three-way. Yep. Triangle. Honestly, I didn't really have any complaints with that. I mean, it wasn't like... There was nothing great about it by any stretch. It was just a nothing there match, but I was I was inoffended by it. I Sky didn't look like a joke. She got to get some spots into crowd, got in that. Um, we had Soho make it perfectly clear she still doesn't give a shit about either side and wants wants the title and nothing more. So I liked I liked that that picture became clear. But yeah, not much to say about it. I wasn't. I wasn't unhappy with it by any any stretch. It was never going to be a, a banger of a match, but it was it was fine. Like I, I had no issue with it. I think the thing that immensely upset me was I was like, okay, Revolution, we're getting Hater versus Soho. That's going to be a really fun match. I'm sure both women are going to go all out. Um, nope, Paige is in the match too. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, seriously, I, like, I know we're building, you know, likely to just this mm-hmm. giant blow off match in the women's division to the likes of which, like, this company's never done before. Mm-hmm. Mitch, I just don't give a shit, dude. Like, them spray painting random shit on people's signs and stuff is so dorky. Tony Storm just feels like a dork. She couldn't have been the third person in the match. Had to be Soraya. If you wanted to do the WWE <laughs> shtick, just do the the title the title clause, and I get the I get to rechallenge for the title. Fucking anything other than Paige in a title match, because that means there is a chance that she is the women's champion, and regardless of what it leads to, her being like basically the face of the women's division is a really shitty look for this promotion. That that outcome does does legitimately worry me that it could happen. Because we're going to get to the point where I, I know you're one of the people who tells me, Jake, Paige was a heel the whole time, and I will fight to the death. No, she wasn't. She was supposed to be getting over, and Tony Khan pivoted. I, I firmly believe that. I don't know what the pivot is, if she's the women's champion, like fuck, dude, you dodged a bullet getting the title off of Thunder Rosa. I mean, your pivot, yes. which the only pivot you have is you have to use it to make a 
a new homegrown woman star to be the one to beat her. That's that's your only way out. Hater! After. <laughs> but Jamie Hater's right there! She already has it. She doesn't need to lose it yet. Right! Anyway. Brian Danielson and MJF exchange some words. This is probably the best promo that Danielson's done uh, in this feud so far. He was really good. MJF quickly cuts him out and says some more insane shit. Like, he's it's 2023. He's got promo of the decade down. Like, there is going to be no one who cuts better promos in the next seven years better than MJF. Um, he says that his fiance basically broke up with him. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's MJF. What I do know it doesn't matter. They, they've unfollowed. They've done all the stuff you do if it was kayfabe as well, right? They took the photos down, unfollowed each other. But it's wrestling. We don't have a fucking clue, right? Um, it says that if it wasn't for the title, he would swallow a bunch of pills and just call it a day. I'm like, dude. And then he really. He really, really, really made himself sympathetic. It's sympathy for the devil. Mm-hmm. It's it's perfect. Um, yeah, dude. I just I I loved all of this. There's so much that I want to get to. Um, him calling out his kids, <laughs> saying that he's gonna beat the shit out of their dad so bad he's never gonna be able to play with them again, <laughs> and that he's gonna give them a present and give their dad early CTE. Early onset CTE. Dude, like, I... Are we going to get to the point where MJF is like, I'm going to kick your ass so bad at Revolution, you're going to Chris Benoit your family. That's that's where we're heading with, like, how fucking intense his promos are. And if he cuts that, I want to (laughs) check. Does that mean you get the lawsuit as well? Sure. <laughs> no, I... What did you think of this segment before I talked myself into more of a whole... It terrified me, like, in, in a good way. Like, I enjoyed it, but... Where you didn't like, know I, what was next? I 100% believe he's a full-blown psychopath. <laughs> that's... that's. <laughs> we are on serial killer sociopath level of promos, and this is... This is and this is his air. first feud. This is the breath of fresh air we needed from. I mean, we know he's a chicken shit heel, but this was the the reinvention, the progression of MJF that was necessary. And he's already trademarked Reign of Terror, and I fucking believe it. <laughs> I I think he's going into 2024 as the champion, 100%. threatening to leave the company. Hundred percent. This is his first feud. We're in March. He's going to be having quarterly feuds, people, mm-hmm. which means like there's three more after this. So we're going to have to time these out perfectly. Um, I love this. I loved it. So you you think we're getting the reign of terror? Oh, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we move on? No, no, it was fully psychotic. That, that's all I got. <laughs> Dude, his promo is some good. American psycho shit. Like, uh, then there's that backstage segment where we get the three way match. Next up is the AEW Revolution Tag Team Battle Royale with Cheese. Uh, we've got a bunch of teams out here. All of the teams except for Santana and Ortiz. 
miss those guys. It's, it's not one of these battle royals without them. Um, I guess we'll do this live. Have you heard anything about Santana? Zero. Literally zero. That's weird. Isn't not it? a whisper. Not nothing. Uh, well, anyway. Um, what were your takeaways from this match? I don't, I don't want to just go through elimination by elimination. Yeah. The big ups and downs where I was at first, I was like, Oh man, we brought in Aussie open just to do that. And then like two minutes later, they announced them versus the young bucks for rampage. I know. Fuck yeah. All right, let's go. I was like, Mitch, (laughs) calm down. We're likely like, hopefully we get top flight and Aussie open (laughs) on rampage. That's (laughs) just a fun little match. Then I get the bucks versus Aussie open. Yeah. Um, I I love that Trent was the last one in. I mean, the promo Trent and Chuck had before the match too. I don't know why I'm yelling. We guarantee <laughs> nothing. That's <laughs> the last one. Orange Cassidy's head up on his shoulders. Poor Danhausen. They oh, they made it fun. And Double J and Lethal were a good. They make sense for the pay per view, right? They fit. With yeah, the, they make perfect sense to be in that match. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. They're they're a team that makes a ton of sense. Honestly, if we were going to have transitional champs, I would have mm-hmm. put the titles on Lethal and Jarrett, mm-hmm. and that would have been a blast. Um, I like the story of Sanjay Dutt keeping both Lethal and Jarrett alive in the match. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. And Trent still, like, he would have won the match like mm-hmm. four fucking times. Uh, it was so good. It was so fun. Um... All that said, do you think that we get best friends winning the match next week? Like who's they sure who's built it be up like that? Team? Yeah, I mean the only other option is FTR coming back, right, and making a surprise Joker appearance. That's the only other option. All right, happen. time to jump back into the segment. Hot takes and high spots. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking done with FTR. <laughs> I swear, dude, it's like every other day. So. Does Dax do daily podcasts? Hold on, hold on. Are you done with FTR or are you done with FTR bald? I'm done with Dax. Cash just gets fucking drunk through the mud here. No, talk about it before. Dax hasn't done shit. I will do a trade. I'll tell you what. Oh, I know. Japan. New Japan. I'm going to offer you a trade. I know you just got the brand new TMDK back, but Shane Haste is so good. We'll um, we'll trade you Dax one for one, <laughs> Dax for Shane Haste. Just don't even explain it. They can just take each other's spots, and we can just move forward. FTR is instantly my favorite tag team. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but What's but yeah, mean? dude. Like, Poor Cash. It, yeah, Cash. <laughs> Cash is the dude, man. Like. I know that, like, by design, Dax carries the weight of the tag team, but, like, Cash is pretty fucking good. Um, I don't know. Just me- <laughs> Punk and Cash <laughs> will do it. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, yeah, I'm so done with FTR. If they're the surprise team, I'm going to be so bummed. So bummed. Those are the only two options I have, really. Um, Lucha Bros would make sense just because you want it. Like, if you're doing a four way tag match, 
and all of the teams aren't really known for being like bell to bell mm. teams, that could get really weird really fast. Very much so. So I feel like I would want to put the Lucha Bros in there, but I also think that like best friends would be really, really fun. Oh, they would be really fun. I'd love it. But there's like zero percent chance that they win. <laughs> um That's kind of their shtick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark Briscoe came out and fought Josh Woods. <laughs> that was cool. Wild Briscoe appears. I know, I loved it. Um let's get to the thing that pissed me off. Renee Paquette is backstage and Tony Khan is making a major announcement, but he says, you know what? This is so big. I want one of our major stars to do it. Adam Cole shows up. I told you what it was going to be right there. Yep. He said, uh, basically, oh, next week. What? Is it next week? There's no way. No. Next week isn't March. No, next week is... The first is on Wednesday. Next week is March. March 1st Maybe. is Wednesday. But regardless. Stay tuned. Yes. Sometime in March, there is a weekly one-hour television show called AEW All Access that will give you a detailed look into the life of the AEW roster. That and uh, the night it premieres, he's going to be making mm-hmm. his return to the ring, which is an awesome thing to celebrate. I'm glad that He's cleared, but my God, whenever you say Tony Khan has a major announcement, he is in on the joke that it doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> like Forbidden t- or Forbidden Door 2 leaked. We know it's happening. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just going to be the announcement. Or Jay White or Goldberg, which would have been a whole other thing for me to rant about. Anything. Or this uh, trademark for collision uh, streaming deal, Uh, a produce show with DDT, fucking anything. But to be like, we're have our reality show airs in a few weeks. That was pretty shitty. That was really, really shitty. And yet another Adam Cole segment where he doesn't really say anything of merit. Like, he already said he's coming back. We were told we have, revolution. We have uh, we don't have a date, but we have a date now. That's that's something. Because the way <laughs> right. well, the way he talked last week, I was starting to worry he wasn't getting cleared at all. Right, but but do you see what I mean though? Like his first promo back was like, I'm back, and that's the bad news for you. But then we keep watering that down with guys, I'm I promise I'm coming back. Which is bullshit. I'm sick of it either come back or don't these weekly promos are keeping him fresh, but like, or we can just like cut to him in the gym or in a practice ring or just beating people in the parking lot. I don't know. Something to show that Adam Cole is cool, but these like people off in a parking lot. That's (laughs) that's not what I said. That's not what I said. Perception is everything in this business. Hot take. in guts that everyone's been talking about anyway damn it now i'm gonna have to find this and cut it <laughs> but anyway yeah i'm i'm really sick of the not doing anything with adam cole thing uh it's 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 run its track and d- even 
Ring of Honors coming back weekly on Honor Club starting. It would have been better than we're doing a reality show. Well, we know because I'm not going to watch it. We know when Honor Club shows are starting. We know when they make tape. You should have said when it was starting too. Okay, that could be on me. But either way, yeah. Point stands. Yeah. Um, did we have anything after this, or we just go straight to the main event? I have one little... So I read the little press release for this uh, AEW All Access, and I'm going to read you a quote from Jason Sarlanis, president of Turner Networks. Quote, AEW has such an amazingly loyal and dedicated fan base that brings in more than 4 million viewers to TBS every Wednesday night. What? That is the quote. Uh, all right, walk walk me through that. I'm, I'm floor is yours. To my knowledge, this is the first, second, second time there was a hint of it during a like kind of a promo for the entire program, like check out Dynamite because blah 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 like a media presser type promo. This is the first time we've attached a number like that to viewership that does not come from the Nielsen ratings. Because we know those ratings, they're under a million most weeks. This is the first time we've heard a number that I would assume allegedly is designed to account for more than that, whether it's streaming, estimates for non-Nielsen homes through some kind of weird metric I don't know about, whatever, whatever, whatever. Fight? fight tv whatever it is but well they said tbs though not fight so no not fight not fight not not in that time spot it just says every wednesday night this this is the quote more than four million viewers to tbs every wednesday night so we're assuming oh that's a cumulative yeah yeah, and all stuff but this is the first time we've had a number attached to that to him that's weird now I would assume that's not four million for a full two hours. Like anything, that's it's probably just hour on hour mm-hmm. on hour on hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But let's I... even let's let's I... chop that in. Even if we chopped it in half to two million, that would like all we're getting is a snapshot of what gets to the Nielsen box and what doesn't. I'm just. I don't know. Part of me so hesitant to even comment on it because I'm really sick of the ratings discourse because AEW's ratings haven't really meant anything in a while. They're they they've stayed pretty stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting wording, mm-hmm. given that contracting is coming up. Exactly. Uh, right. So so anyway, uh, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the main event: Evil Uno versus asshole John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Mitch, what did you think of the match? Quick, dirty, gritty. Uno looked awesome. Loved the loved Hangman after. Oh, Uno was so good. Mox was being a really good heel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he should have just been even more brutal. Yeah. Uh, I said in our discourse, I thought uh, thought he should do what I was pr- promoting. Uh, yeah. Roman doing to Sammy, like just. Did you? Bloodbath. Did you catch in the finish of the match after Uno had been? Like uh, busted open that John Moxley gets him um, in the uh, like S shaped cravat 
and squeezes so hard that blood like juiced from Uno's head. You saw that? Was that not bonkers? I I couldn't believe it. Vince McMahon's rolling in his grave. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Mox... self-mutilation. <laughs> I, I want to see Mox go full heel and Hangman be the obvious babyface at the pay-per-view. Oh, um, for sure. That's, that's... Mox... Yeah, Mox was really good here. Hangman was so good, like you said. Yeah. Um, overall, what did you think of the show? Uh, definitely better than last week. I'm Great rebound assume. from last week. Great rebound. I Not the past three months, but a great rebound. That's, that's so, what I thought. So we've got one more Dynamite before the show. What are your expectations for next week? We know Tony Khan doesn't really very, stick the landing with pay-per-view bills. Shows are usually shitty, so I don't expect much, and that's fine. The pay-per-view is what I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, next week we'll do a preview, review. We got a lot to get to. I want your thoughts on Shingo Okada. Damn it. Until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. And we're the Bingo Hall Boys. Bingo.